Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 48 of Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Peter Viox, joined today by my good friend and co-host, Joshua Rowe. How's it going, man? It's Star Wars Day here in this neighborhood. It's going good. Good. In the neighborhood. <laughs> happy Star Wars Day to you in your neighborhood. And here in my neighborhood, let's also give a happy Star Wars Day to our other co-host. Allow me to introduce the one, the only, Miss Eden Gray. Hi, happy Star Wars Day. How are you doing? Great. Well, we got something really exciting to talk about. It is Tuesday, October the 22nd as we record this. And as you all may know, we got a trailer yesterday. And uh, we've got Josh for a uh, short amount of time here. So we're going to dive straight into this because I know that we are all extremely excited to talk about this. So Josh, how about you just uh, take us on that maiden voyage? <laughs> what did you see? What did you think? Where... What the hell is going on in this movie, man? I don't know. I was watching which it Monday Night Football. It's luckily it was the Patriots, which are my team. Poo poo, whatever. I don't care. I've been with them since two thousand. Um, I was excited about that because we're we're winning. And then I was like, oh yeah, this is a Star Wars trailer night, dude. So much, so much was going on. Uh, the ghost was in it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Are we for sure? Like, is that confirmed? Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Well, no, nothing's confirmed. Nothing means nothing, Mean Gene. Have you Uh, forgotten? Yeah, I forgot. But still, (laughs) that is the clearest indication of the ghost that we have gotten so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If that's not the ghost, then its twin brother is in the new movie. Right. It's another ship that is exactly the same model as the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Which that never happens. Um, C-3PO is hooked up to... Looks like a, a friggin' data board of some kind, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk about that scene for a minute. So Ooh, we that that's hurt. we saw that Babu Frick sitting right there. Yeah. Uh and what 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 do we think is going on there? I think they're uploading a, a program into him and it's not gonna be like they're just the words, you know. I'm taking one last look at my friends, which is sad. Yeah, they're going to use him God. for a mission or something. Yeah. He's he's not coming back from this one or I, I'm not, I don't know. He's we, probably, what I think, is uh, just having his programming redone to where, mm. you know, when we see the red eyes and stuff, turns him into a murder bot. But the only way to do that is probably to completely wipe his brain and reprogram oh, yeah. it all together. So literally, I think he's sitting there saying, I'm taking one last look at our friends, but doesn't it all also just hit us as the audience too, coming to the end of the Skywalker saga. And especially with like the wording that come up, it was all like, um, you know, the saga will come to an end, but the story will live on forever is taking one last look at my friends, dude. That's, 
that's exactly where we're at, you know, because they say everything is going to change. Like we're going to a new um, without the Skywalkers Star Wars storyline and stuff. So it's this is going to be such a huge movie in so many aspects. And it's kind of neat to get a little insight from our little goldenrod. Yeah, he's the most relatable he's ever been, I think. (laughs) Finally, it only took him 40 years. I don't know. I related to him when he had that battle droid head. I don't know about you guys, but that's some quality <laughs> cinema right there. That we also fun. got to see Zori Bliss in this scene. Yes. In the trailer for the first time, I think, on yeah. screen for the first time. It's very, very interesting. Um, I don't really know what to expect from her because we've always kind of got the idea that she's kind of a gray area character. Yeah. So to see her right there. Yeah. I mean, it's anyone's guess at this point what the story's actually going to be about, but <laughs> it's very interesting. Take the helmet off. What's going on? I <laughs> know, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, how about you, Eden? What, what did you think? Like, what stood out most to you so far? Um, BB-8 rolling so fast. <laughs> Who knew he could roll that fast? You just see him keeping up with those creatures that they're galloping along on, and BB-8's, like, speeding ahead. What? New shoes. Yeah. Unbelievable. That is pretty sweet. Like, And, and those, um, <laughs> those creatures, those... They're kind of furry horse creatures that also have like big tusks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. So majestic and beautiful. And what were they running on? No, Looked like a Star Destroyer or something, dude. It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Because it's inclined, but there's nothing but blue sky. So you get no landscape whatsoever in the background. So. Yeah, there's a lot going on here with Star Destroyers as well. Like, because you got some, like, you got to think, you know, we always, we saw the Death Star 2. We figured it was Death Star 2. Uh, I don't know if you want to say it's Death Star 1. I don't know, whatever. But but we saw the Death Star. We all know what the Death Star was also doing, creating. It was a factory, Yep. you know? So I wouldn't be surprised if some of those Star Destroyers, I couldn't tell if that one that was kind of lifting up was coming out of ice or if it was coming out of water. Right. right. I thought it was coming out of water, but then the subtitles the second time, third time we watched it said groundbreaking. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. oh, it doesn't. Is it? What? So, <laughs> so was it know. buried? Like, how do you go about burying a Star Destroyer for one? Like, <laughs> what, what's going on here? And are they just... Robots in disguise. Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so is there like this moon that's been floating around out here that's just got like all this this huge Star Destroyer fleet just under like a little bit of dirt? See, that's another thing too. Are you talking about what I'm guessing is going to be Kajimi? Like that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. Like at first I was looking at it um, thinking, oh, that's... That's an iceberg, and right. that we're seeing the reflection underneath it. But no, no yeah. they're 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 <laughs> dropping the tie, fi- tie fighters are dropping in different like areas. So there's not that reflection doesn't quite work. It's weird. Yeah, and it's like a city below it. Like yeah. uh, it's it's similar. The symmetry is there, but it's it's different. It's, it's uh it's just it's just a floating, maybe a comet, maybe something totally something new. like that. Yeah, so so we saw the star Des- not star destroyers, but we saw the tie fighters coming into it. Mm-hmm. So what if this is like some kind of base for right. them for 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 the first order, and maybe that's where the star destroyer is rising up, and maybe like what if what if it's not being piloted? What if it's something crazy and fantastic, and it's just being lifted? You know, fantastical stories. 
Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. you never know. I mean, Yoda can lift an X-Wing. Right. And I mean, the Star Destroyer, though. <laughs> what am yeah. I saying? Who knows? Well, he's part Palps of the Force now. It. Oh, Palps. <laughs> this, there's just so much, dude. There is going to be so, so much. Did we, did we actually see him at the end? Yes. The end-ish yeah. of the yeah. trailer where Ray is chair. standing there facing the camera and he's hovering in some sort of electronical evil uh, emperor chair. Yes. Like, so was there like life support or something going on with that? Because there's there's like an apparatus there off to the side and it's all yeah. like clean kind metal. Of, we don't know what to do with that apparatus. Uh, it, it, it looks like Vader, but but not the same kind of contraption. It's really interesting. And it's funny that you bring up that Vader thing because I don't know what to say about what you just said because I think like that's just a total mystery. Right. But remember that scene inside of the, uh, that white room yes. inside of, okay, so you've got, we'll get back to what Ray and Kylo were smashing with their lightsabers in a second. But what my mind went to was what was in the center of the screen, even though it was back behind it. It kind of looked like a black silhouette of of Vader's little chamber that he would go in and have mm-hmm. the meditation, yeah. foom, foom, you know, all that yeah. stuff going. On. <laughs> Apparently, I can't use nouns; I just use <laughs> sound, sound effects, which work. Everybody knows exactly what's going on. Right, right. <laughs> um, what if it's a similar situation like that? What if he had to use that sort of life support system to keep him alive? So, funny thing is that he was the one that kind of like studied this. And that's like old like Sith alchemy kind of crap. So why not, you know, test it out on Vader and then perfect it for himself? I, maybe did he see all this crap coming? He probably did. It's it's Palpatine. Right. He's, he sees everything. I never assumed that that, that sort of treatment was anything but uh, scientific, like uh, medicinal, not, not like magical yeah. Sith alchemy, as you were saying. I think there's a very fine line between what we could call Sith alchemy and actual medical sciences mm-hmm. in Star Wars. I don't know. We're, we're, we're sitting here talking about the difference between magic and, right. and, Not and magic. Uh, yeah, it's science <laughs> in, in a fake world. What, what a, what a great life that we're living here. <laughs> the best life. Okay. So before we get uh, too far off track of that, what in the hell were they smashing with our lightsabers in that same room? The bird bath, <laughs> what? The, the ash pit helmet holder. Oh, you you did call mm. that a bird bath, didn't yeah. you? It well, looks it's bigger than that. It was a it was a humanoid shaped. Mm. It was. And the first thing I thought of, well, the first thing I thought of was, what the hell is that? <laughs> but after the third or fourth time, I started thinking. <laughs> third or fourth time, I started thinking. Uh, you know what? What if? Um, what if it's a Knight of Ren? And what if everything that we think we know about Knights of Ren is false and they're just like mighty morphin power ranger putties that explode soldiers. when you hit them it did hit them in the just like a putty <laughs> it's like it an exploding putty but you know in all seriousness you know like what if what if that's what that was I'm going with bird bath Go I don't back. even know alright so we all agree we have no clue <laughs> did you all stop it yeah. Y'all like frame by frame? It, m- some of, most of it, but not yeah, like every single second. It's Vader's helmet. Where? Like, okay, so you're saying As that. it's falling down right before this, the scene, like, right before the scene that's changes. That's why it looks humanoid is because yeah. there was a helmet at the top. 
Yeah, that's okay. That okay. was Kylo's uh, Vader shrine thing. That's quite a statement. Now I'm looking at it because I actually stopped it with my phone this morning like six or seven times. So zooming in. Do you have it on your uh, computer screen? No, I've got it on my phone right now and I'm looking at it. And you know what, man? That's Vader's helmet. It sure looks like it, doesn't it? Yep. And it, as it turns and goes up, it's into like a, uh, like if he was looking up, like looking up at the ceiling from like a seated position right there at the end, right before the scene changes and you get this weird blur out, like it's extremely visible when it's close mm-hmm. to the bottom of your screen. Hmm. I backed that shit up and rewatched it. I think like 20 times last night. Pam says, <laughs> wow. What was that? Was that like Snoke's head or something sitting there? Like what? Is, is this part of a carcass? And I said, I don't know, but there's ashes and crap everywhere. So let's look. And we finally like seen like just, Frame by frame by frame by frame, and I was like, "That's freaking Vader's helmet." So I They're thought a of statement, crushing it. The my first thing was like the Soul comics. You know what I mean? Yeah, without you were going thinking too like far. a Moment esque yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's also that was early thoughts of mine as well. And I know we've also talked about that a little bit of how like how Palpatine could reappear in this film. Um. Man, I don't know. The more that I'm looking at this, the less like one second I'm like, oh, that's that's Vader's helmet. That's that's on the ashtray. And then I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, the more that I look at it, it's definitely not humanoid shape. It's yeah. This is still a new trailer. There's so much more to see. Right. <laughs> so what about that scene with all of the resistance ships? Like so many resistance ships. Oh god, dude. It was so led awesome. by the Millennium Falcon. But I couldn't even I couldn't even identify how many ships there were. It was unbelievable. They over, there's so many that they like start overlapping each other. Like it's, then you just get pieces. Yeah, we are going to have an incredible space battle. Indeed, we are. Um, with all like the the profile pictures of um, like the star destroyers and everything, like they're everywhere, mm-hmm. but they're all pointed in one direction. And then we get like all the uh, resistance ships. I'm assuming the resistance ships, like. But did it not feel like they were all kind of looking in like in the same area? Like, why why would you do that? Why would you have them all lined up in a huge row yeah. overlapping? Where like, it would be it so just... easy to just blow them all up at the same time, actually. Yeah, that's not a great idea. I think even the voice of Palpatine himself says, Yeah. Now that you are all, that you're here together, it will be your undoing. And I'm paraphrasing. But coming together will be your undoing. Yeah. So we are, as viewers, sitting here thinking, oh, he's talking to Ray and Kylo. Right. And that's some weird thing. But no, maybe he's just talking about, yeah, you get all all of the insects together. It's real easy for me to just go ahead and stomp them out with my big foot. Right. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bad plan. <laughs> yeah, probably pose plan. It's kind of how think- I played Age of Empires. You know, I just I just make tons and tons of soldiers and then just like put a, a thousand soldiers, but you know what? Casualties. I didn't win that often. <laughs> Take so, it from me. Do you think that uh do you think Kylo Ren knows anything about Palpatine? Because it's not like there's been any opportunity for him to express it. And he could he could know what's going on this whole time. Well, there would be Republic records of Palpatine. 
mm-hmm. as a senator, he probably knows where he's from. No, I right. mean, do you think he knows what Palpatine's doing right now? Like, and in, in, is aware of his current know. plot. I kind of doubt it. In return. I also doubt it. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's possible, though, because the reason I think that it's possible is because you've got that the whole conversation between Ray and him where he's like, everybody thinks that they know me. She's like, she says that, yeah. Yeah, but they don't, does. they don't know me. And he says, but I do. I do. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And it sounded like he was coming through the helmet though, didn't he? Even though they showed him like bare faced, yeah. that voice. Wasn't I think that his... that's just part of his uh, character. No, that's just how he sounds. Oh, and you, you can't take any of the dialogue with what is actually going on on the screen. At any, it's a Star Wars trailer. So. It was like watching a kung fu film. His mouth wasn't even moving. <laughs> the dialogue could be from second two of the movie, and then the scene is from like the very last minute. You never know. Oh man! Oh man! There's a lot going on here. So, who do you think Ray was talking to when she said that? I would say she was probably talking to maybe Kylo, but. I guess I mean Honestly, who is she talking about? Who the resistance? Okay. You think that? I think so. Or just people in general, but I think she was kind of generalizing cuz like the, she's been with them for a year now at least, right? And there are, there are stories about her. I imagine she's becoming yeah. her own kind of myth and her hero, everyone yeah. thinks that they know her. I love how as a trailer it sits there and and, and does that same thing that C3PO his dialogue did. Yeah. Well, that's also a little, little wink, wink, nudge, nudge to us, the audience. Cause we all think we know who she is, yeah. but we don't have a clue. We don't. This trailer was really well made. And that, that's what I'm saying about <laughs> Kylo. Yeah, like, I agree, dude. We think we know him, especially after the last Jedi with how our opinions and thoughts changed and how he just became a much more appealing character. Um, and now we think we know him, but we have no idea what he's going to do or how he's going to surprise us or what he's been planning or working on all along. Also, why didn't we see any, uh, Hux in this trailer? Where's, where's my boy Hux with an H? Probably mouthed off one too many times and that was it. (laughs) It wouldn't take much, right? (laughs) No, it wouldn't. I was thinking a lot about Hux today and how Kylo Ren is, well, basically the Supreme leader of the first order, but how long would it take before, you know, a mutiny and it would probably right. be led by Hux. I'd he give him try. a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I still laugh every time I see him pull out that damn blaster and then Kylo Ren's like, oh, oh wait, what happened? And he, he puts it back slowly in. Slowly puts like, the Oh, and he had such a, like, that was his chance. So many people have tried to kill him in his sleep. Yeah. No wonder he's got a bad attitude. Kylo, oh, I'd be yeah. pissed off all the time. <laughs> I mean, because just imagine how tired you are. <laughs> <laughs> the boy never sleeps. No. So um, we got to see the throne finally. That was beautiful, but we've never really seen that. Yeah, right. That's, that's that was awesome. what I was wondering is, have, have we seen that before? Where is that from? Why does it look familiar? But it's not really. It looks like the emperor, like the design is reminiscent of the emperor's throne, mm-hmm. but it's different. Like it's, it's, it's new. It looks old. really old. <laughs> yeah. Like this is, I mean, as far as it's new to us. Yeah. It's like getting a used vehicle. It's not brand new, but it's new to me. Yeah. Um, Compare it to, th- to Snoke's throne. Completely different. 
Yeah, he's a classy lady, though. <laughs> he was. <laughs> the finer things club. Definitely. Palpatine's more like, we're just going to stay old and crusty and decrepit. As long as we're alive, it doesn't matter. does not matter. He's probably wearing the same robes from decades ago. Has oh, never changed. so dirty. <laughs> I bet he has a funk, too. Oh, epic old man smell. Did you notice that there was something kind of carved in that throne seat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was neat. Yeah. And that looked like Sith symbol. Yeah. Right? That's cool. Yeah. Kind of. Like, I'm even zooming in on it. It's very much, um, or even like the brother kind of like that. It's just the dark side style, you know? Hmm. I'm, I'm watching these two kittens that we got and they're like attacking each other nonstop. Hunter and the Hunted. Did you give them names? Star Wars names? Ray and no. Little Ray and Kylo? No. Those are fantastic cat names. Gigi and Bartleby. Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service. Nice. Bartleby from one of Sarah's cartoons. Nice, nice. So, um, I, I was also looking through some of these other stills that I took. You've got the uh, Emperor's throne room, like his actual throne room with Ray and Kylo inside of it. That's pretty yeah. sick. What's going on there? Like she's ignited, right? But she's not like grimacing or like she's not ain't like staring down or anything. It's just kind of calm looking. Yeah. And he's sitting there, but I don't see any red light bouncing off anything in that room. No. You got Kylo standing there. I mean, yeah, he like could have not. he could have his lightsaber in hand, but he doesn't have it ignited. Yeah. That to me is something neat. You know what's cool is you've actually got, it looks like the Emperor's actual throne just sitting right there, but it's all like garbled from the crash. Right. Close by the window. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> it looks that way, which I mean, that would be where it was at, so. And that, uh, the scene right before we get to see Rose, where it's a huge gathering of resistance. Yeah. And they're all seen from behind so we can't really tell who anyone is but there's this giant fluffy alien with like a rounded yes. head what is that thing i don't know but i'm excited to find out who this yeti species fuzzy alien is oh i can't remember the name of the species but i think there was that one that was in the uh in the original cantina scene yeah it sat there and oh, had yeah. this little little kind yeah. of tongue sticking out. And little straw tongue thing. It didn't sound like that, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're going to get so many cool new aliens that we don't even, can't even imagine. Yeah. Uh, there's a Mon Cala in that. Yeah. You yeah, see Snap one. working his way through the crowd. Snap yeah. Wexley. Yeah. Old Snap. Hmm. He was pushing his way to the front, too. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm somebody. <laughs> I didn't see Mr. Bones, though. He's in Black Squadron. I don't want to talk about Bones. It's still too soon. Really? You really just went there, Josh? Well, dude, I mean, you could make another one. Oh, that's that's even worse than what you said before there. There's <laughs> only one Mr. Bones. That's true. God, that had been so much fun to get in live action. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's just so much in this thing. So do we think that we start off on Endor? What? Why do we think that? I don't know. Because it's a jungle. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Death Star, too. What about Pasana though? Could that have been like a 
Well, it'd have to have like multiple climates though, because I I got the vibe mm. that that was uh, arid. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's so ridiculous. It like- so ridiculous because, of course, like every planet should have multiple climates, but it's Star Wars, so they don't. <laughs> right? Yeah, every planet has one. <laughs> <laughs> a monoclimate, or just a, Actually, just a mix, maybe one or two. <laughs> well, it could it could be like the oasis part of Pisana. Like you got yeah. your desert, and then you have your your jungle-ish area. I like where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know already. I want those Lego sets. Yeah. I want to cry hardcore during the whole movie. Oh, uh, I'm assuming that it's going to happen, especially when you're sitting there in the seats and one last look at my friends. Mm. Asshole. Why you got to say stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty rough. And um, yeah. yeah, I'll bring the tissues, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm so going to need them. Good. Speaking of that. Ooh, that was an adventure getting those tickets. Like as soon as as soon as we all got that uh, notification, we used Fandango, and uh, Eden got the notification. And as she told me that you know we got the notification, it's time to buy tickets. I was looking at my phone too, and I was like, "Yes, so the I'm, time is now." <laughs> I'm pulling the app up and like making sure I got the right theater. And oh, we were doing power through. couple stuff. You were ordering for Thursday. I yeah. was ordering for Friday. So many theater options like XD, XD, special, all the 3D, not 3D, just reserved, not reserved. What is this world? We made all the right choices. Oh, we did. Going to the same one that we watched uh, Solo together with. Yeah. And good yep. stuff. Oh, dude, I am so pumped. I know it is so monotone sounding, but I am. I'm overwhelmed I right now. I am so pumped. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This movie, this movie is just, it's going to be ridiculous. And I. <sighs> Two hours, 35 minutes. That's what's been put out. Really? Yeah. I just don't know what to think, honestly. The, m- the more that I see, the less I know. <laughs> right, exactly. I feel like I am able to speculate less now than like at celebration when we just got a teaser i feel like i i have even less to consider even though we have more details somehow (laughs) but i like it that way it's all gonna it's it's really open in my mind and i don't have a lot of expectations of of any kind and yeah i like how like this could be this trailer probably used a lot of the same like pieces of scenes from the teaser but it doesn't look that way at all you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's and even like the last trailer with like the the very ominous fleet of star destroyers out there in the sky, and that one busting through the ground in this one probably happens all at the same time, but it doesn't look that way at all. Like this, this has given us so much, but nothing at the same time. Right? You know when you sometimes you watch a commercial for a movie, and you think, "Oh, well, now I've seen the entire movie. Like you know everything yeah. that's going to happen." They just need to take lessons from Star Wars. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in this movie, even though I know everyone that's in it. And And we've seen so much content. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like they're giving away climax points, but nobody knows what the hell's going on. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Very excited. The music was really good. It it was reminiscent of when the solo trailer hit and you just had that main theme going slow and it was just dragging on, you know? Yeah, that clock ish. Yeah, this one didn't, but it had. No, I'm talking yeah. about like right. It's synced. Yeah, 
And I was just, just like, yeah. oh my God. And I was dying in slow motion. It gets your heart the best death time. possible. <laughs> like, oh, this movie's going to tear us to shreds, guys. Death by Star Wars. Oh, well, guys, it's been fun, but I have got a football game we've got to get going to. All right. Dan. Well, good deal. Man, before you go, I got a quick joke for you. Yeah, go for it. All right. So, why does Darth Vader prefer to go by Lord Vader? I don't know. Because all the stormtroopers giggle when they call him Master Vader. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good luck on your football game. We'll talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> what, a, what a send off. Uh, may the force be with everybody, and I will see you on the radio next week. Bye. You got it, buddy. Later. Later, guys. We are dealing with internet outages in our city, and hopefully I can piece all that stuff together, and I'm pretty sure it will be good, but who we that kind of stressed me out. It's typical. That's what I expect from well, our local internet service providers. Well, I tell you what, when you expect the worst, you can always be pleasantly surprised. So yeah, I'll cheers to that. Yeah. It's Miller time. So... Eden, there was one thing that we failed to talk about during that uh, The new rundown. posters. Well, I mean, uh, okay, there, there, were, there were three things that we failed <laughs> to talk about. And we will talk about that. But as I'm looking straight at you now, uh, I can see uh, something about your eye. And we need, we need to tell people about what's, what happened. Like, huh? you got so crazed. <laughs> In the middle of when you were like, you're like, oh man, the tickets are are ready. It's on. It's time. Like, and her eyes got so intense. Right? She literally burst a freaking blood vessel while she was ordering our tickets. Like, blood everywhere, guys. No, no, it was just a hemorrhage. How, how, how are you doing? Bit. Oh, it's fine. Can you describe how does it feel? Uh, yesterday it just felt a little sore and watery, and uh, a contact irritated it a bit. Oh. Um, but it's fine today. I, I can't feel it actually at all. It's just a little spot of blood um, on my eye on the surface. No big deal. Subconjunctival hemorrhage. Nice. Well, I, I admire, I admire your, uh, your, your diehard nature for <laughs> getting those tickets and yeah, your sacrifice, part, uh, your, your sacrifice is appreciated. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it was part being stressed all day and <laughs> supremely annoyed for the entire day and then bam star wars happens and i'm all like ah and then i go take my contacts out and oh my eyes bleeding great but no big deal yeah. <laughs> i got nothing to that but <laughs> i'm glad you're doing okay yeah. and uh yeah so we went and took us a quick little break and uh ran upstairs and I, there there was something in the mailbox for me and i waited to open it i'm actually really excited so do you have any idea what's inside of this package? Nope. Something Star Wars usually, but that's, I mean, I don't know. All right. Eden, do you know what this is? Oh my God. <laughs> it is an Xbox edition of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Choose your own path based on the D20 system. Basically, it was the first... In my opinion, like it was the first freaking Dungeons and Dragons set 4,000 years before the movies as we knew them. Oh, it looks amazing. Look it, at these Xbox graphics. Wow. Why did we get the Xbox edition? Ooh, it comes with this book. 
Because the, the reason that I got the Xbox edition is because one, I fully expect people to start looking for that. The closer that we get to the, uh, the old Republic rumored movies that uh-huh. we're going to be getting. And I'm going to start collecting these now while I can get them for less than, you know, between six and $8 a piece. Just so cheap. And then I can freaking sell them for $30 <laughs> a piece. It's an investment. Little Doc Ondar over here, <laughs> planning on selling some antiquities in the future. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. And um, yeah. So uh, we actually, before we get started, um, Talking about resistance, I know that uh, you and I have been excited about that for the last two weeks. Yeah, and it was really hard to not bring up resistance <laughs> stuff while we were talking about the trailer. So I just, I just want to, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, what do we got now. You were literally like Niku, like ho- holding your hands over your mouth because you were no longer allowed to speak. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, th- I imagine. So okay, uh, we actually have a little bit of Goblin Chatter. And the first one is going to be from our buddy, Anthony. You know him as the Rural Farm Boy. How do, Rural Farm Boy? I do, Pete Josh, Miss Eden. It's Anthony. Yep, Rural Farm Boy. I'm going to pass along a message here. Um, asking a favor, and not oh. one for myself. Oh. This favor I'm asking for is for a friend. Of ours, Star Wars friend, small time YouTuber, in fact. Uh, I speak of Michael Condon. You know him in that oh, Twitterverse yeah. as Two Med Two, spelt T O O M E D T O O. Also hmm. got a small YouTube channel of his own. Oh yeah, we and know we know Michael Condon. Mondays in the evenings, he's been doing live stream shows with chats. Hmm. Now, the favor I'm asking for is for maybe Jam Transmissions crew, and especially Jam Transmissioners listeners like myself, Jeff Keltz, and everybody else that's listening. The favor I'm asking is to go to Michael's YouTube channel, same name that I mentioned, 2Med2, and hit that subscribe button. And the reason I'm asking for is he's, he's wanting to do something for all of us especially those of us that ain't going to be able to get out west for a celebration in Anaheim. He wants to do live streams. Oh, yeah. While he's at celebration for those of us that can't go. I'm all about it. For maybe part, bits and parts of the four days he can be there. So please, friends, go to Michael's YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button. By the next August, we got about 10 months. He's sitting at about 300 followers now. And for it, in his way he's looking at, he wants to be at a thousand subscribers by next August. Spread word out. Go to Michael's YouTube page, hit that subscribe button for him. And then we can all be live chatting from home with him while he's there. I like I like the idea of hearing so from Thank uh, you, friends. Just a just a Star Wars May dude. The force be with you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll see you on the radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with biscuits and gravy on Saturday morning, buddy. <laughs> Most Ma- of the videos we get from, from Star Wars Celebration, you don't get them until after or, you know, it, it, I never thought about just some, like a proper live. Yeah, just like a fan, just live streaming stuff. So that sounds cool. Yeah. 
Well, I tell you what, man, I am officially the 317th subscriber to Two Med Two. All I did was go on YouTube and type in T O O M E D T O O, and there's a sweet medical droid on there. <laughs> and I turned on notifications. It was done in a matter of about ten seconds. Cool. So yeah, guys, let's check that out. And I believe you said Mondays, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start keeping that, uh, keeping an eye out for that. I don't have too much. I'm getting ready to pick up a second job at the moment. So maybe <laughs> that's what I'll give you. I'll give you a maybe. I can, I can maybe hop in there on Mondays. So yeah, I definitely want to check it out at least once. Um, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and plan to be there next time. By the time this episode comes out, I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I'll be in there on this, that following Monday. Cool. So thanks for letting us know and everybody go check them out because, yeah, like you said, Eden, just a regular Star Wars fan. I mean, they've got Star Wars fans up on the stage, the MCs and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're, the questions that they ask are written, pre-written. You know what I mean? They have to be because yeah. they can't ever reveal too much. Yeah. <laughs> Although sometimes they ask really just everything that the audience wants to hear. And then yeah. they say, oh, I know. Of course, you can't answer this. But it's what we all want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Absolute support to that. Also, uh, I'm planning on taking my vacation around Star Wars Celebration this year. Or I guess next year. <laughs> uh, because... Well, even though I can't go, I'm just going to sit around and do the live stream. That's a staycation right there. Yeah. Even when we were there, we would end up watching the live streams of some panels that we couldn't get into. And it, you can you can just see so much of it from home. It's really awesome. Yeah, it is really cool. And there's only so little sleep that you can run on for four <laughs> days straight. <laughs> Especially now that we're getting old. Well... I'll tell you what, now that I'm in my 30s, I can tell that a lot of things are a lot harder (laughs) and it makes the future look dark if I'm feeling the way I am. But then again, you know, I work in a factory. So, I mean, like it's it's probably a little bit multiplied. Man, the future is looking grim, Eden. Well, we just got (laughs) to learn those Sith immortal secrets from from Sir Palps. Oh, Palpy better give me some skills Mm -hmm. like honestly or. Or my, my my greatest years, my golden years are going to be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for sharing that, Anthony. And may the force be with you, too. I don't think I said that yet. <laughs> we got anybody else to hear from? Yeah, we do. We got an email from another guy, a good friend of ours that's going to be at Star Wars Celebration. And hopefully he gives us uh, some, some maybe some live streams and, and definitely some uh, audio from it. It's our buddy, Johnny Orm. Awesome. Of the Life Debt Podcast. Here's Johnny. All right. I'm going to read this one. It says, hey, Pete, Josh, and Eden. How's it all going, guys? Hope all is well. Firstly, doing a bit of listening back to some episodes I've missed recently and your episode with Rick and Isaac Villanueva, as were the rest, but Rick and Isaac did a great job, too. I've got a bit of a theory about Resistance, even though I have to wait until next month to see Episode 2 and onwards. What the gonk is that about? Seriously, that sucks. Yeah, it's too bad. It says, but listening to some Star Wars pods is keeping me up to date on the goings on, on board the Colossus. So here it is. 
Fire wants to send Tam for conditioning, right? Well, what if her connection to the Colossus comes to an end when they find out about Kaz's communicator? Meanwhile, Kaz, Yeager, and co. come up with a plan to save her, i.e. Matt the Radar tech outfits, and when they do finally reach her, it's just Uh... after the brain scrape, and she's no longer the Tam that we all know and love. Uh... Not as much as Pete. Oh, man. I don't think I could handle that. He said, just a thought, and I hope I didn't upset Pete too much. I mean, I am. <laughs> I can't even finish the email, bro. Let's see. It says, speak to you guys soon. Cheers, Johnny. Well, thanks for that, th- that Johnny. That's just right to my heart. Dev- absolutely <laughs> devastating. It's, it's a very, it's very good storytelling idea. It would be because it gets you right in the heart. Like that's, that's amazing storytelling and it, it definitely could happen. Um, I think it, if it does anything like that does happen where they, they try to go rescue Tam or they end up seeing her on a star destroyer or something. Um, it's going to be much later in the season. I think there's going to be a, quite a few more run-ins with first order and Colossus and little space battles and skirmishes and stuff. So I think we're going to get some of that first. Yeah. I, um, I agree. I also really like what he said about the, the radar tech outfits. <laughs> that's probably where it's going to come in. Cause I mean, why else would they hop on a star destroyer? What if that's what they're talking about in the black spire book? Just kidding. I, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Like, I feel like, I feel like they're going to go rescue Tam. They have to, and it's going to be before the brain scrape, Johnny. <laughs> so that email uh came to us on the 18th that would be this past friday so that is before the third episode would have aired and uh, we're actually going to be talking about episode two and three but if you're trying to avoid some spoilers we'll give you the um you know ample warning and stuff but I have another thought for you, and I'm sure you've already thought of this as well. But I saw that Doug Brooks of Radio Dakar said that uh, he was able the previous Sunday to, I guess, a week and three days ago, that he and Lil Han were able to uh, watch the episode early on Sunday morning here on the East Coast of the United States, uh, which normally would be airing at 6 p.m. on. He was able to watch it on the Disney Now app. So... I went ahead and downloaded that onto the smart TV. And I think you can get this app on probably anything, not not just on the TV. It's, it's an app, so look yeah, for it. any smart device, Disney I'm sure. Disney Now. So Disney Now, and lo and behold, this past Sunday, I rolled out of bed about 8 o'clock in the morning, and it was it was there. Like, And we watched it several hours before it was supposed to air on TV. And... um. I'm sure that there will probably be some region locking. So this may not work for you, but I wanted to throw that out to you as a possibility. For so sure. Try it out. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, because that sucks. Like, that, there's no reason why it should be held off. I mean, like, what's what's the damn point? I mean, like, isn't doesn't Disney own the world already? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So that sucks. But yeah, thanks for that email, Johnny. It's also really good to hear you on the Life Debt Podcast again. So guys, uh, check that out. He's back. And 
it's it was just great to hear your voice today, man. I, I took it to work with me on the way to work today on my commute. And yeah, man, I just I'm just cheesing while I'm saying it. It's glad to have you back, bud. So with that, let's talk about a little bit of resistance. I know you've been waiting. Let's do it. Resistance recap. So first, we're going to talk about episode two, right? Oh, yeah. So episode two is called A Quick Salvage Run. And they are trying to find the resistance base on Dakar. Right. Do they find it? <laughs> they get there too late. Man, the planet so looked sad. completely wrecked. Like it had that big, horrible red smoldering wound yeah right where the the base is located and so was much, located so much space debris so much space debris yeah as yeager said a huge space battle took place here yep but they can't get away they immediately realize that captain doza realizes we need to get the hell out of here because the first order come back come back at any second or they could have set up sensors or they could have cameras or anything um, but, All of that correct, but they can't. They can't jump because they don't have any coaxium fuel left. Or then they're also running out of gorgs. I've heard, which which is pretty sad because I hear <laughs> gorgs are delicious. I like how Niku said we're running out of food, water, and gorgs. Gorgs, because mm, it's like <laughs> it's like this special thing. Like to me, that's like you got food and then you got Malone steak. You know what I mean? It's like oh, mm, steak. It's hilarious. So, yeah, you know, okay, so going back to that, they're out of coaxium. They were planning on uh, refueling right there on Dakar. Yeah, so the base and resupplying, and now they can. So this tied into The Last Jedi in a really, really cool way. Mm-hmm. Over there, Kaz just points and says, what about that really big First Order ship over there? Maybe we can salvage some stuff off of that. And it's the freaking Dreadnought that, yeah. that Poe and very few survivors took down. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We had, I mean, I had no idea that Resistance was going to tie in so directly. Um, to the sequel trilogy. Yeah. To just the like sequel that. trilogy with the movies. And I'm really glad it did. And um, I, I hope it's going to keep happening. But I mean, last season, we only got the one tie in with The Force Awakens and Hux's speech. And now maybe this will be it for this one. I highly um, doubt it. But yeah, I, I hope not. I hope not. Um, so they get to explore the the dreadnought, the destroyed dreadnoughts. We gotta salvage some some fuel, and it's Kaz's brilliant idea to take the pirates to salvage <laughs> the what? It Why? makes sense though. No, it does it? Why does it? <laughs> well, I mean, like if if you need salvaging done, who better than the bottom feeders of the galaxy, I, the pirates? I guess, but like they just are they're too busy taking their own stuff then. <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. We got a really good look at their ship, though. Another, a few really good looks at their their pirate ship. I feel like that was the first time that we saw it uh, out of Castellan's atmosphere. Yes. Uh Because it looks like a ship that wasn't space ready. I was very surprised. But then again, who thought that the Colossus was space ready? Right, In fact, yeah. who thought the Colossus was a ship? Right. And then <laughs> we have this, we have Kragen's pirate ship, and it looks like an actual wooden pirate ship, but in space. And you think that they can't possibly go into actual space, but it does. Um, yeah. 
And a, a fun fact, the bridge of the pirate ship, which is called the Galleon, which is pretty unoriginal, actually. <laughs> um, the bridge is located inside the head of an AT-AT. That's so, badass. Yeah, the interior is based off a heavily modified AT-AT cockpit, which is why, and I was wondering, this is why Kragen has a periscope um, in the cockpit, which is similar to General Veers as seen in uh, Empire. That's that's yeah, so cool. Yeah. Did you get that from Bucket's List? Yeah, Bucket's List. Yeah, they, these little weekly shows slash articles are awesome. I think there's an article and a video for each episode now, and you get different details from each. So you like you can't just read the article and expect, oh, that's all seven things I'll get from this episode. No, there are more in the video. It's it's great. That's really cool. So I'm sure you really enjoyed um, how eager uh, Niku was to try out the pirate's life, see if the pirate's life was for him. <laughs> it's so innocent <laughs> and naive and ridiculous. Oh, I love Niku. <laughs> so basically we end up finding the coaxium. Uh, I would like to comment as, as far as like other tie-ins to movies, how much yep. of a tie-in to Solo there was just based on the casing of the coaxium. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You straight up, it looks the exact same as it was in Solo. There's some concept art here in Bucket's List. Number five is called Coaxium Cooperation. And the the various coaxium containers were all based on design studies from Solo, um, which was being developed at the same time as Star Wars Resistance. That is true. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I did know that that, that that was being developed at the same time. That is really cool because you can start making and tie-in. So you can assume that anything after Solo could be fit into it. Yes. Uh, tied into it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, we get some really cool concept designs for the coaxium containers. And maybe there's something like this in the art of Solo. If there's an art of Solo. There is. Star Wars storybook. Um, I imagine there's some concept art like this. Or maybe there's not. Maybe they just ignore it completely. And this is the only concept art we have for coaxium containers. Nice. So what happens with the rest of the episode? Oh, the First Order shows up, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew that was coming. We didn't know it was going to be coming that quick, though. Well, we knew because we read the uh, the two two line synopses yes. for each episode. We were like, "Holy cow, man!" Yes. So, are we going to talk about why? Yeah, and this is directly related to what you were talking about, uh, Johnny. So, if you don't want to know, well, you missed your spoiler warning already. <laughs> why? Why is Ruckland in the First Order? Like, I missed oh, that. Oh, good old Elijah Ruckland. <laughs> I love how Tam talks to him. Oh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, you creeper. Right? She just She's right, nags though. on him and just cuts him down all the time. But then. Well, he's a complete douchebag. He is. Douchebaggins. <laughs> but again, still, my question stands. <laughs> Why did he join the First Order? I don't remember this happening. He's a he's a smarmy little survivor. That's why. Okay. We don't Makes like sense, him. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's perfect for the First Order. Yeah. He convinces Tam to give up the, the communicator, that her personal comm uh, device that Kaz sent her a message on. She didn't even listen to the whole thing, but yeah, stupid Tierney listened to the whole thing. Yep. What a jerk. Right. So whenever they have to pass it back, uh, that information back to Tierney and Commander Pyre, 
uh, they both, you know, they're like, oh, we can, we can definitely use the data for this. And then they, that's how they find out uh, what's going on that they're, that they're at Dakar. But, you know, that's kind of the stupid, it's kind of like, like they had no idea that it was the obvious place that they should not have gone. It's right. kind of like the obvious spot to not go. Because Castastrophe is giving him ideas. <laughs> he is the worst spy ever. He really is. But he's getting better. He's getting better. All right. So you were talking about the brain scrape and stuff. I feel like Tierney is really um, vying for her to not be conditioned. Oh, yeah, because yeah. then she won't have as much of a tie to her past friends and to Kaz and to the Colossus. And she wants her she wants Tam to still have that tie um, and those feelings because it's something she could use to get the Colossus. <laughs> right. So so she gets the communicator back if uh, if Kaz manages to send another thing her way. And the episode kind of, um, we're kind of skipping around some really epic stuff. So if you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. But um, it kind of ends with Sonara talking to Niku and Kaz and being like, uh, how do you think that the First Order found us so quickly? Mm-hmm. Sonara said, I bet it was Tam. And Kaz is like. Oh, Sonara just comes right out and says in her fantastic, sarcastic voice. So how do you guys think the First Order found us? Duh, right. it was Tam. She, yeah. she, that's what she's saying, right? Straight up front. And Kaz, of course, doesn't want to believe it. Well, while she is correct about that, um, it's also interesting to note, and I like this, that this is, this is some merit to Kaz's character, where, where he says, well, like, why do you trust? She says, why do you trust her? And he says, well, I trusted you, didn't I? Yeah, you can't argue with that. Yeah. And Niku just like bows out of the whole conversation. Like, nope, not part of this. Yeah. Not saying anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that kind of closes out episode two. What was episode three called? Episode three was called Live Fire. Um, and the aces get to do some training. And we get to see a new little ice moon. And an enormous, terrifying Star Wars space creature. And it was just a really fun episode. Yeah. That was a really good one. Like, uh, we knew that this was going to be the flying episode. Yeah. From the previous synopses. So basically, uh, long story short, uh, the long and short of the episode is you've got the ace pilots who are great racers, but real shitty fighter pilots, combat pilots. They're terrible combat pilots. They barely survived that little run in with the first order when they were trying to get the coaxium fool back to the Colossus so they could make a jump away from Dakar. They barely, barely made it. And even they know it. The aces know that they suck. <laughs> it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty clear. But the only person who doesn't see that is Hype Phazon. Well, yeah, because he's the best at absolutely everything, and no one can tell him different. And he needs to get leader. his head out of his cockpit. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and he does. It's some real good character development. It's real sweet, but it takes some some misadventures, which are always fun and resistance. They go on a couple of training missions. Yeah. To this uh, little ice planet, which before, you know, we saw the trailer the very next day, I was expecting, could this be Kajimi? You know, the <laughs> ice planet that we were going to be talking about. No, this is totally different. Yeah, totally different. I think. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, so Kaz gets to officially join the Aces because Dosa says so. 
and Jarek Yeager. Yeah, gets to officially be squadron leader of the Aces. Which really chisses <laughs> off uh, hype. <laughs> yeah, everything. He gets so mad. That is a terrible, terrible pun. It doesn't, what? It doesn't really work. <laughs> that is what hype sounds like through the whole episode. I'm hip, Oh, man. Catastrophe! It's like... It's like Christopher Sean was given Donald Faison voice lessons, like how to sound. Oh my gosh, how to sound like Kaz? Hype really does sound so much like Kaz through this whole episode, just screaming nonstop. Whenever his voice gets really high, uh, it makes me think of crazy Jar Jar lines. Yeah, he gods. What me's a saying? <laughs> Look, that sounds it, like you take away yeah. the the Gungan drawl. Yeah. That's hype phase on. I mean, please note, please note the antenna. This means I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I, I, I liked it. And they, they go on their first little training mission and all of the aces have to fake battle against Yeager and Kaz and hype things. Of course, we're going to beat you. Like there's more of us, but no, they fail miserably. Um, because Age of Empires strategy does not work. This is how the emperor wins. Yeah, it was it was really neat uh, hearing Griff talk about um, being being in the Empire, being a pilot back then. Yeah, and um, just seeing Tora try to keep the team together, and it, it it's so good. You get so much Ace character development from all of all of the Aces, Ace buddies. Yeah. It, speaking of Griff, it was really cool to uh, hear them talk about like how oh we did we don't have our each other's backs and stuff like that. And he said, "Well, that's why the Empire fell." Because we didn't have each other's backs either. Mm-hmm. Very telling. Very and cool. Then we see that from Tam in a training exercise that she's doing as well as a beginner TIE pilot. Yeah. Um, and those drones. Can we talk about those drones? We are no, going to talk afraid, about those drones. I'm afraid we've run out of time. There is absolutely no way we've run out of time before we talk <laughs> about those X-Wing drones. Holy shit. Yeah, they were really cool. They kind of reminded me of the X-Wing prototypes that we saw in the prequels. Was it was it episode three that it was in? Um, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, but they're, yeah, these are drones. Yeah, they're a new design made just for this episode. We've never seen anything like this before. X-Wing drones made just for um, TIE pilots to use for practice. It makes sense because TIE fighters are so flimsy that like one shot... I mean, X-Wings are always going to win pretty much, right? <laughs> so you're going to, like, you go, and I hate to say that because TIE Fighters are my favorite ship. But yeah, this is the only way to train. So it's kind of cool that we have the two different stories. You know, we've got a lot of of symmetry in Star Wars, especially where, like, J.J. Abrams is concerned. Like, if you sat there, and we, all the things that we talked about in that last trailer were all about the mirrors. Like, in everything you saw, like, you saw a reflection of it. It mm-hmm. looked like... It looked like that. You saw Chewie and, and everybody running down the corridor, taking down the stormtroopers. Below them, you could see them in the reflection. You know, that's just the way it is. Balance. And I'm looking across the room to the Resistance poster that we got at Celebration. On one side, you've got Kaz. On the other side, you've got Tam. And this is how the show story is being told. Yeah, It we, cuts from mm-hmm. Kaz's story to Tam's story. And this was a good story. Tam story. And like, they're, yeah, they're still relatable. Um, even though they're in very different situations, they're still going through similar things that they would probably be able to handle better if they were together, but they're not. They're very much not. 
Um, so Tam's doing a training exercise as well um, with other uh, Thai pilot recruits. Mm-hmm. One of them in, is Rucklin. Oh, Elijah. He's a disaster. If anyone's wondering why Peter keeps saying that, it's because Rucklin is voiced by Elijah Wood, if you didn't know. Do they, Gandalf? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Uh, So (laughs) Rucklin messes up and his his, uh, TIE fighter is about to crash into the side of their Star Destroyer. And instead of shooting down the final drone in the exercise, Tam goes and saves him. And as soon as she did it, I, th- I put like my face, my hands and I thought, oh, no, Tam, you're going to get in so much trouble. But also that's good. Like we want her to stay good and to not be like a soulless drone in yeah. the first order. But it was hard to see her get get yelled at and not become squadron leader because she helped a fellow pilot. Yeah. As uh, as Pyre said, uh, oh, looks like you have quite the hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and that's that's why the Empire didn't survive, just like Griff said, comes back to that. They didn't have each other's backs. And and you're nearing the First Order, nobody's got your back. Yeah. And, and you know, it, basically, Lieutenant Dalek. Or, <laughs> what? Gallic. Ga- Gallic. Gallic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not, the, the Whovians <laughs> are laughing at that one. Exterminate. Exterminate. Is not a Dalek. <laughs> no. Well, basically, it, it kind of ties in with the point I was trying to make, though. Like, the, the First Order says, you know, and, and da- Gallic said, you know, you should have let him die. Yep. Because we're calling the weak. He didn't deserve to survive. Nope. The First Order calls the weak. And only the strong are left to survive and, and The rest are exterminate. The order. Even Ruckland says, oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have helped you if it- Yeah. If it was me. <laughs> it's pretty wild and it, it sucks. And you can see uh, throughout everything that she's experienced that, yeah, she knows she made the wrong call. Damn. Now she's mm-hmm. just in survival mode. Mm-hmm. At this point, if uh, the brainwashing, and I don't mean the brain scraping, if the, the mind games mm-hmm. don't completely destroy her personality, which I don't think they will. I don't think so either. She's so tough. Yeah. Uh if that doesn't happen, man, she's gotta she's gonna flip out soon and be like, "Oh God, yeah, need to get the hell out of here." I bet her as DT five thirty three. She, I bet she still doesn't know about the destruction of the Republic and Hosnian Prime. Yeah, or Dakar, all yeah. those people dead. So the last thing I want to talk about with this episode is the new space creature. Do you have a name for it? Yes. Let me tell you all about it. Buckets list number five from episode three. Um, The creature on the ice moon was known simply as ice creature in early story development, says Pablo Hidalgo. Ooh, that's a good name. At one point, it was called a Thranta, a flying mantelite creature based on old Ralph McQuarrie designs. But it continued to evolve into something scarier and bigger and uglier, briefly becoming an ice brith in the script before it reached its final form. Called the Jakusk. <laughs> How do you spell that? J A K O O S K. Jakusk. Which it does not sound terrifying at all, but this thing is huge. It kind of does look like a manta ray, but with a really long, bony, insect like tail. And sarlacc style teeth. Yeah, it's got this just enormous sarlacc mouth. And, and I, I would say it's, it's a. I would say that it's about 20 times the size of any of those racers. 
Definitely. Like it's, it could eat a Sarlacc hole, I think. It's so big. And it catches Yeager and they have to save him. And that's how they all realize that teamwork is the way to go. And they need to not fight each other so that they can fight the First Order. Woo! Yeah. The catastrophe even completely ignores the twitching antenna and gives Hype Phase on a hug. A good old buddy <laughs> hug. That was fun. Yeah. The show's getting really good end. together. I think uh, one... One little plot point that's going to come back in the future that we didn't talk about from episode two is the fact that Kragen and the pirates said, we will help you do this salvage job on this dreadnought, but Doza's going to have to owe us big time. Mm-hmm. That's going to come back. Yeah, Kragen's not going to forget that. So, And w- Rucklin's not going to forget that that Tam saved him, you think? He's going he's gonna to be faced with a choice. In the, in the future, in a future episode, whether to help Tam or, or go with the First Order, you know, he's not going to help her. He's not going to make the right choice no, without a Samwise Gamgee, I'm telling you. <laughs> Tam will make the right choice, <laughs> but but not Rucklin. I genuinely dislike that character, uh, Jace Rucklin. That's why I mock him constantly. <laughs> he's designed <laughs> to be very much disliked, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting though. I think I think it's very important that Tam has a familiar face in yes. the first order. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah, there's a lot to come in this. In fact, um, just like we talked about last time, the synopses uh, for the upcoming episodes. Ooh. I've got episode four and five pulled up. Okay, sound good? Yeah. All right. So episode four is called the hunt on Celsor three it could be Kelsor C E L S O R okay. this is going to be airing on October the 27th the pirates volunteer to find food for the Colossus but Kaz doesn't trust them Kaz and Tora go on the hunt but run into big problems I think this is where what fun. I was just talking about is going to be coming into play yeah huh well. I thought that foresight was going to go a little further than the next episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm thinking about Kaz and Tora hunting and what if they take Buggles? Where's Buggles? I miss Buggles. Oh, God. Buggles <laughs> is not a hunter. Well, you don't know. He's so smart. He's very smart. But yeah, probably not a hunter. He looks like he's really good at like doing tricks like roll over and sneeze. <laughs> he's not a hunter. He, he's as much as a survivor as our Dachshund Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> not a survivor. So. That's exciting. Yeah, that's looking good. Episode five is going to be airing on November the 3rd. And this, as we touch November, I'm, all I can think about is Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, episode five is called The Engineer. Kaz and Niku discover Nana or Nina, N-E-N-A, a Nikto engineer in need of assistance who barely escaped a first order attack. Exciting. I'm Is more, it another green Nikto? Yeah. <laughs> I'm more excited about that episode than next week's. Oh, yeah. I love Resistance so much. Yeah, it's a really good show. Um, from I mean, we watched every single episode from season one religiously week to week Mm -hmm. um it's yeah it has yet to let me down yeah there's been no filler episodes even though the filler episode what i'm saying is the filler episodes have all been good (laughs) well any last thoughts on resistance before we close out this episode nope all right well in that case you know what time it is oh is time to dance it's time for 
The Showbiz. Time for our showbiz dance. Oh, yeah. You know, we strive to keep this a super interactive show, so here are all the different ways that you can interact with us. Get your voicemails on the show like you heard before. Both Josh and I can be reached on the podcast, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at JTComLink on Twitter and at Jam Transmissions on Instagram. We also have a Facebook under the same name. And if blogs are your thing, you can find ours easily at jamtransmissions.wordpress.com. Ever growing with articles from myself, Josh, and Eden, and you can follow our personal endeavors as well. Now, on behalf of Josh, you can find his artwork on Instagram at jdrow812 and talk to him on Twitter at joshuarow24. Plus, all the episode artwork is done by his hand. Now, Eden, where can people follow and interact with you on social media? People can find me on Twitter at Eden Jean Gray. Um, I'm on there talking about Star Wars and soccer and my pets. And soon I'll be talking about National Novel Rating Month. So check oh, yeah. on Twitter and let's chat. Right around the corner, November. So you can reach me at PeteSkeet2 on Twitter. And of course, if you want to hear your voicemails or emails in the show, you got to get them sent in by Monday nights. The comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K at jamtransmissions.com. And that, ladies and droids, is the showbiz. That was a pretty good little episode 48. It was real good. Despite all the technical difficulties, you know, we got to talk about the new trailer that hit. Got to talk about buying tickets, exploding eyeballs. We got to talk about resistance. You know, but we are pretty excited because we are... We've seen that we've been using the hashtag road to 50. We are coming up on episode 50, guys. It's awesome. It's almost Jam Transmission's birthday. Yeah, who knew we'd get this far? (laughs) It's awesome. And it feels like it just blew by. Like, that's really cool. It's been exciting. Uh, It doesn't feel like a chore to record the episodes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's fun. Yeah. And... It, it it's all the all the friends that we've made along the way. It's been a total blast. But what we're going to be doing uh, heading into the episode fifty through the road to fifty is uh, if you follow any of those social medias that we talked about on the showbiz, and if you missed out on any of those, you can find them in the show notes. However, you're listening to this, we're going to be showcasing our personal favorites through some picks uh, throughout the next couple of weeks. We each picked our top three from the last fifty. And um, we're going to talk about some of that stuff. So if you missed out, we've got some picks for you. And we hope that that'll encourage some of you guys to be thinking about, you know, the ones who have been with us all along the way about some of your favorite moments. And, um, you know, be thinking about some uh, some of those things that you might want to let us know on episode 50. We don't have anything specifically planned, but if you all want to send us uh, some episode 50 pizzazz, <laughs> go for it. You know, we like voicemails and yeah. emails. so. Yeah. Comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K at jamtransmissions.com for that. And if you want to support the show, like our amazing patrons have been keeping this show on the road, kept this boat afloat, you can do that on patreon.com forward slash jamtransmissions. That's it. I don't have any more jokes. I don't have any more hype phase on imitations. That's that's our Star Wars day. It was a good one. Everyone was just like, thank gunk for that. I'm sure sure they pulled out their earbuds. (laughs) Sorry about that, guys. He he annoyed me in that last episode, too, so I just had to let it out. It's been a stressful day. But now, this Star Wars day is in the books. It was an absolute blast. So, on behalf of Josh, Eden, 
May the force be with you. And with all of you. yeah by the time this episode comes come golly 